You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. All right, so we are live. Uh, sorry, you guys, that we're starting a little bit late. Like I was saying in the chat, we're having we were having some sound issues. We think everything's settled right now, um, but this is our third and final uh, virtual panel um, for for you know this sort of fall. Uh, I don't know. Like we were supposed to have Ice and Firecom last weekend, and we wanted to give everybody something. Um, so we thought like three spooky Fridays in a row would be really fun. Um, so tonight's episode or episode tonight's sorry, I'm used to doing like webcasts, webcasts. Tonight's panel is on uh, the Curse of Heron Hall, and uh, I'm Tara. By the way, I am the uh, organizer, founder of Ice and Firecon. Uh, personally, I can be found. Uh, across the web, um, that being like Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and God, TikTok at a geek saga. Um, mm -hmm. My uh, fellow panelists are Elena, Wendy, Kevin, and Aziz. So you guys want to introduce yourselves in that order? That would be lovely. Elena, you go first. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Elena. Like she said, uh, I am a member of the small council for Ice and FireCon. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. Uh, most of the time you just see me running around like a chicken with its head cut off. <laughs> um, but you can find me on Twitter at the bear air, uh, or you can find me on pretty much everything else as chasing the snitch. Um, um, hi everybody. Yeah. Hi everybody. I'm Wendy. Um, you can find me at, on Twitter at the Wendy nerd or at wendynerd.tumblr.com. I'm a, I, w I was an essayist for a while on a song of ice and fire. Uh, I'm a Twitch streamer as well. You can find me on twitch.tv um, slash Wendy Nerd. And uh, yeah, I just really like the Song of Ice and Fire. Kevin? Hi. Um, yeah, my name is Kevin. I am a volunteer for Ice and Fire Con. Um, my Twitter is YoungNed or uh, Song of Ice and Fire Puns. And uh, that's about it. Hey y'all, I'm Aziz from History of Westeros podcast. I'm a huge fan of Ice and Fire Con and I like talking about Harrenhal. So that's, uh, let's do it. Let's talk I about feel like Harrenhal. Aziz is like, Aziz needs no introduction. We, <laughs> yeah. we know who you are, dude. Everyone knows Aziz. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, as, we, as we all know, Harrenhal, uh, <laughs> Yes, as we all know, Aaron Hall was, it, it will, is, I guess, is it, could you really call it the largest castle in the Seven Kingdoms when it's like half melted right now? But like, I guess technically the amount of square footage or whatever they use in Westeros that it covers is the largest. Um, it, it, well, was the seat of House Went in the Riverlands, uh, and it's, it, it's located, um, like near the god, like right near the god's eye. Uh, it was burned by Dragonfire, like I mentioned, um, during Aegon's conquest. Uh, so it's basically been cursed since then, I think is, is the general idea. Like, um, however, like, like the land around it is like, re it's worth, is worth everything. You know what I mean? Like the castle itself might be cursed, but it's still the, 
I mean, really, it's supposed to be the head of the Riverlands, uh, technically, um, you know, and it also has the best and most land in that area. Uh, so other than that, um, the, the, despite the fact that it was like burned, uh, it's still a strong, a, 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 you know, very much a stronghold. Um, you know, it still has its like outside walls and every everything. Uh, and they are huge, which was kind of the point when it was originally built. Uh, they, you know, it wanted, they wanted it to be sort of the, uh, they wanted it to be the biggest, the best. Um, God, I could make so many political references right now, but I'm just not going to. Um, so, uh, you know, but again, uh, it, it became cursed very early on. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts about maybe maybe why, like, how like how it became cursed and, and, and why it why it might have been like like how somebody wanting that much power maybe kind of led to uh you know it, it becoming this sort of I don't know, melted piece of shit. <laughs> sort of like Westeros actually. <laughs> it's, it's I think it's kind of a black mirror of King's Landing in a lot of ways and a black mirror of the Iron Throne. That's a cool way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry, um, elaborator. Or, okay, sorry. I don't know. I was gonna say, like, well, and and of course, it was, it it is, or was, up until like obviously recent books, uh, the seat of house went, um, but it was built by Hair in the Black, um, who was an Ironborn, um, correct? I'm not wrong there, right? Yes. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. the Iron okay. King. I was like, oh my god, I hope I'm not like misremembering that. Yeah. So uh, you know kind of a sign maybe uh, one one of the, one of the many signs that ironborn shouldn't be land lovers <laughs> um but it, it, i don't know so, so do you guys I, i'll be completely honest it's been a while since i read like world of ice and fire and read like the the actual history of hair and all so if you guys have any thoughts on it um like i could do a rundown to, yeah, I, yeah 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 for sure go ahead that's uh a good thing to do set the stage a little here so yeah like y'all said uh heron the black first off he was the third uh king of isles and the rivers so he had, he was kind of landlocked because they were starting to become more land oriented he and he spent most of his life building this castle so he he uh had those roots but they were trying to become more land lovery but like you said it didn't work out so maybe they should have stuck to the sea they Aegon gave the castle to House Coharis, so they were actually a Valyrian house. It was probably his master of arms, but one of them was really, really crappy. Like the second, his son or I think it was his grandson actually named Gargan the Guest was like a real proponent of that whole first night nonsense, and he t took it to the extreme. So he was uh, he got his junk cut off by Heron the Red, who may or may not have actually had a relation to Heron the Black, but he was an outlaw and didn't actually hold the castle. It was next given to House Haraway. Um, and Magor ended House Haraway amidst all his, you know, Magor, we don't have to get into him, but, you know, he, he was in a bad mood, basically. And uh, then there's House Towers, who also got it from Magor, and the Lord was named Magor Towers after Magor, but he was very poor and died with no heirs. Reyna Targaryen, as in the, the Queen of the West for a time, was uh, lived there, and outlived Magor Towers. She died 12 years later. Then House Strong got it. 
How Strong was probably the most powerful house to hold it. The name is appropriate, I guess. Mm. But during the Dance of the Dragons, that one-eyed guy, Amond, the writer of Vagar, he, you know, he didn't like the Strongs in part because, well, his half-brother was one and took his eye out. So he was kind of venting on them and killed pretty much all the Strongs. There was a few left over after all this, but not many. After the Dance of the Dragons, we had Alice Rivers, the Witch Queen of Hall, which is a cool thing to call her, I think. And we don't really know what happened to her because that was kind of like the left as a cliffhanger at the end of Fire and Blood <laughs> and isn't spoken of elsewhere. So we don't really know what the deal with her is, but clearly, you know, she was she died off or something happened. It was empty for a good 15 to 20 years. I don't know how long because, again, we don't know what happened to her. But in 151, right around the time the dragons were almost died out, we're close to having no dragons left, House, House Lofton gets it. And Lostons were really powerful. But they so-called turned to the Black Arts, which was maybe a rumor, which is kind of getting into this whole vibe of was it a real magical curse or is it just a run of bad luck? This woman, Danelle Austin, supposedly sent bats out and drank blood. And I think this is mostly very exaggerated. But there's a chance she did use some real magic. And so her line was ended. They were kicked out for, for, this, for dabbling in this dark magic and such. And that was around 2.30. So we're getting pretty close to the time when some of the, some of the elder characters were born in the books. Uh, Catelyn's mother was a Went, and that's the house that mm -hmm. took over next. And the Wents were that were household knights of the Lostons, so they kind of got a piece of of what was left over there. But they weren't very. They had uh, they had the, the lands for a while, and if you guys recall, something very important happened before the books, which is the tournament of Harrenhal, and the Wents were the ones who oversaw that. But while they were overseeing this tournament, let's not forget that one of the Kingsguard was Oswell Went. And he was one of the three at the Tower of Joy. So um, as a side note, it's kind of interesting that Ned kills his own child's uh, ancestor when mm. he's at the Tower of Joy. Uh, and then, of course, Tywin grabs it during the War of Five Kings. And the only surviving went woman who is poor because they lost lands after Robert's Rebellion because they fought for the Targaryens, as we just you know, as as is evidenced by Oswell Went being uh, one of the Kingsguard and being on the Tower of Joy, so there they became very poor. They couldn't. It's kind of like being house poor. They had this big ass castle, but no way to afford it. And that's when we get into real A Song of Ice and Fire. Tywin gives it to Amory Lorch, who is eaten by a bear. Roose Bolton Yay. has it. Gives it to Vargo Hote, who is eaten by himself and uh, <laughs> Gregor Clegane. <laughs> Which we talked about two weeks ago on the cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good segue into cannibalism. Yeah. Right. You guys set that up, set this up nicely. Then, and then we have Polliver who held it and we know he was killed by the Hound. And now it's held by Bonifer Hasty, who's not the Lord, he's just the Castellan, but he's of the Holy Hundreds. So they're like really religious, but Technically, it's Littlefinger's castle, but he's never been there. And let's not forget that Jano Slint technically was lord of it too, but he also <laughs> never, also never got to go there. <laughs> you know, right? And I mean, I, I mean, honestly, that 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 speaks to the fact that like you don't ever actually have to physically be present there for you to get screwed. And I mean, <laughs> Bruce Bolton right now is the only person who. 
like like well Bruce Walden and Peter and, and Baelish are the only people who have held Harrenhal who are still like alive and well right you know and, right now and most I mean, of them had bad deaths like Polivers was 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 instantaneous Tywin's was like you know insulting and embarrassing maybe it wasn't it, it was quicker but Amory Lorch by the bear and Vargo by himself and Gregor is I don't even know how much pain he's suffering but well we could that's a whole nother topic <laughs> So, well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and by the way, technically, like Lord of Harrenhal or anything, he just held it for Tywin, right? Yeah, Castellan or whatever, or not but, even Castellan, but but again, like Tywin was literally sh shot while he shat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Great alliteration there. Considering the fact that we empty our bowels when we die, it's a very convenient place to die. <laughs> this is it was true, nice yeah. of him to leave no mess for, for the, the servants there to clean up. Which I'm sure he was very concerned about. Well, one thing I forgot to mention yeah. that's kind of a neat little crossover is we said that House Strong is the most was the most probably the most powerful house that held uh, Harrenhal. Maybe Lofton was. It's, it doesn't really matter. Point being, House Strong has there's a little connection there because we know Kyburn nicknamed his undead Gregor Clegane, aka the Kyborg, Robert Strong. And we know Kyburn was at Harrenhal for a little while with Jamie and, and he was with the Brave Companion. So, fun little theory is he found some knowledge there and that's why he chose that name. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, but is that in, in and of itself like, like, is that like an additional curse? You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's the curse on the realm that this this place generally like like thematically this Harrenhal, what Kyburn may have discovered at Harrenhal is what enabled this horror to be unleashed on the world. So I it's it's a little bit of a indirect way to get there, but you know, I think you can make it. And also it was a concentration camp for a while, basically. <laughs> oh yeah. god, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. It was a concentration camp. Um so there's that. Um it reminds me of like a lot of times like it reminds me of um sort of like a castle frankenstein type of figure because so many like horrible supposed things are i guess experimented with because you brought up kyburn and the same thing has happened in harrenhal allegedly but also actually for like generations where people go and get tortured in horrible ways and all sorts of fucked up shit happens there and I like to think of it as both like a microcosm of the Riverlands, but also like a black bear of like the Iron Throne and King's Landing. Um, because the Riverlands is very similar to Harrenhal. Like we talk about how it's this big ass castle, but it's a pain ass to take care of. And also it's surrounded by incredibly valuable land. It's because of the value of the land really that everybody fights over it. Well, guess what? That's the case of the Riverlands. The Riverlands are constantly being torn to shit. In every single freaking war, it seems like the Riverlands always gets torn to shit the most. And it's at the very center of Westeros. It's a place where everybody fights over, and maintaining it is not easy because it keeps getting torn to shit. And also, uh, if you notice, like, if you look at the history of people who've held the Iron Throne, this is the Black Mirror of the Iron Throne part, or mm -hmm. Black Mirror of uh, King's Landing part. Like, everybody's, like... In recent years, everyone who's held the Iron Throne has had horrible things happen to, whether they they hold the Iron Throne in name or hold it as like being the power behind the throne. So even if you're like not even king, if you're somebody like Tywin or Ned, you come to a horrible end if you're wielding the Iron Throne. And just like the people who wielded Harrenhal, well, they got fucked over and have had horrible ends as well. 
And it okay. all comes down to me, like my theory that um, there is a curse at Heron Hall and it probably will only end, or at least the land, the curse on the land will only end um, after King's Landing is destroyed. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I, yeah, I really like the, like you said earlier, the idea of Heron Hall being like a black mirror. It's like Heron Hall is the place that everybody like knows is cursed. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the things, the bad things that happen to them are obvious, but nobody really ever thinks about uh, the Iron Throne, and 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 yes, there have been you know there have been some good kings that sat the Iron Throne and everything, but there was there's always if it's it, it, I, I, there's very few of them and <laughs> like very few of them. Like I'm trying to think of anything anyone other than Jaharis. And, and even the ones had who his do, own issues, and even the yeah. ones who are good end up having their legacies destroyed anyways. Yeah, like true. they do. Jaharis's legacy was fucked over. Um, so many of his reforms got thrown in the shitter, and you know his family didn't end up great. Like Aegon the Unlikely had all his rebellious children, and that eventually led to the dissolution of his house. Yeah, I so, mean Jaharis fucked up the succession. That's he's the main yeah, reason the yeah. dance eventually happened. He set the stage for that. So yes, exactly. <laughs> Not um, a good someone, look. someone in the chat is actually asking um, if the uh, curse predated the castle. Uh, if there's a chance that the children cursed the land itself back in the dawn age, that's or an that, interesting question. Or the idea that the green, the you know, since the, the Isle of the Green Man is right there, that you know that this was a response, like a reaction or something mm-hmm. like that. I think it's definitely worth considering the, the, the heart tree has like a horrible <laughs> rictus or something. It's really like Arya sees it and it's like, whoa, that is a angry looking heart tree. Wow. It, it scares her even a little bit. And we know Arya doesn't scare easily. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I actually, I have a theory running off of that. Um, so I, I did notice when they were building Heron Hall, uh, it does mention that they tear they actually tear down a ton of heart trees mm-hmm. and a ton of woods to be able yeah. to build the structure um and build like use the support beams and stuff uh while they were trying to build up Heron Hall. So part of me believes that maybe the curse originates from the destruction of the werewoods. Because we I mean we've seen in the past that like if a werewood is messed with, it does not end well. So what's gonna happen when you destroy several hundred of them? Especially when they're, I know in, in the uh, the books that say they're around 3,000 years old each. That's a lot of power to try and just up and reroute, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it's, it's. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, like, like I, I don't even know, like, maybe we can't say it predates the castle necessarily, but it certainly could have been cursed just from like i mean well i mean I, I let's be honest i mean heron the black didn't exactly have you know what i mean like like it, it just from yeah from it the very beginning from the very beginning yeah. it was all very bad and and the, the, nothing good has ever really come of this so um yeah i i like the idea that i don't know maybe it was just always kind of gonna be uh screwed. Well, I think we can't like discount the fact that being built, Heron Hall built, being built, involved the abuse and just like slaughter of tons and tons of people. Yeah, uh, like, slavery, it's, yeah. I, yeah it, it was. And it was built and people were tortured to make that thing built. And everyone perished within. So there's tons of ghosts. And like it, once again, like, sorry to bring it back to like the Black Mirror thing, but like we know how the Red Keep was built and what Negro the Cruel did to build his holdfast. 
And it's a very, very similar story. In fact, if you look at it like to how Heron Hall was built. So um, because of, like, I think that's like one of the reasons <laughs> when these things are doomed. Like there's a certain equilibrium between Heron Hall and the Red Keep and King's Landing and everything. And the pe person who destroyed Heron Hall, of course, was Aegon the Conqueror. And Aegon the Conqueror built King's Landing, and then his son, who was a complete psycho, who probably was conceived through horrible witchcraft. We don't know what <laughs> uh, happened. He would have been right at home there. <laughs> Targaryens. Targaryens. Like, seriously, you could, you could take an aristocrat's joke and then just change the punchline to the Targaryens. Oh. I, mean, I, th I think that's an important note where um, j just the amount of pain and suffering in the historical context of Harrenhal, both as, like, the seat of this empire and, a, like, an example of both, like, the hubris of the Ironborn and of some buildings something like mm -hmm. that in general. And all the bloodshed actually to create a central location in the continent all roads kind of lead to it in a way i mean it, it's it's bound even without any like supernatural um effects to have to have that kind of like presence in people's minds especially when they're more superstitious on the whole um mm -hmm. one other aspect of that that i uh, I, I was kind of looking for something to uh talk about here but uh, i was reading something about um how lead is used lead was used in medieval architecture um in particular, for important buildings, you're seeing lead being used in plumbing, roof coverings, gutters, downpipes, um, you know, things such as weather vanes or uh, like frames for windows. And um, got to imagine castle like Heron Hall built with a level of hubris uh, that would have that would be implied of that is going to have just a absolute ton of any material that would be used to build that. And I think you could logically assume that lead would be in a decently high quantities there. Um, safe enough until you have you know, suddenly dragons burning burning down the whole place. Now you have now you now you have all of this now you have all this molten lead getting itself into the water supply. And on that note, um, I was looking through this, the various houses that had owned um, actually owned Heron Hall, kind of looking at different uh, symptoms of lead poisoning. That make yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Lead poisoning is like really serious. Like, um, Magor in particular, uh, known to be sickly. Um, also, um, also was not also was known to have died without heirs, which uh, also seems to have been a problem with House Went, um, mm. where there was questions as to the fertility of that line, um, which lead poisoning can cause birth defects. It can cause um, you know like lower lower fertility issues like that. Um, we could even see that potentially with uh, Larry Strong, his club foot irritability. And, yeah. Irritability. And, and um, it, it, like, I think there's actually, if you get lead poisoning, it causes brain poisoning, doesn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, which I was going to say, with, um, in, in particular, with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lady uh, Lady Lothston, who was descent into madness, uh, kind of tying that to, there's mm -hmm. the lead, lead crime hypothesis linking, um, linking, like, high, like, lead, like, lead exposure as a child to like later life irritability, anger, like was he crime and all that. Um, and I think at least part of the um, curse of Harrenhal can be attributable to having like just a lot of lead in that immediate area, probably in their drinking water and in their soil. Right on. Yeah, I, that, that was, to be honest, that wasn't really something I ever thought about, but as soon as you said it, it's like, oh yeah, God, like, I, I mean, I 
have not had lead poisoning, but I work in the medical field. I know the like the uh, extent that it can go to. Like that's, yeah, yeah. So if we want to get a little bit more supernatural with the theories, we can compare what's happening there. If we want to build on the idea that that the fertility is a major issue, which lead poisoning would suggest, if we want to try to add or replace this idea with magic, um, usually I prefer to add because George likes to do that. He likes to give you yes. multiple reasons and you would say, yes. well, because we're also going to suggest some things that are probably not magical they're they're misperceptions but that doesn't mean that there aren't some real magic like melisandre right melisandre uses fake magic to make her real magic seem stronger um euron does the same so it's a very well established concept so take uh ashai for example which has there's apparently no children there at all and there's these strange issues with what's going on in their water and it's it's on a higher scale of course and if we imagine um then, then there's the shadowlands to the east of that and the the ash river and it sounds like maybe some place that was also destroyed by dragon fire long time ago and maybe something else happened as well something magical clearly because it's just been like that for thousands of years so if we compare the the circumstances and the, especially focusing in on the lack of children over there and this is a smaller scale version of that then you know we can blame dragon fire or the combination of dragon fire and seeping uh the, the intensity of it causing reactions and seeping poisons or something like lead is a great example. Um, the Westerosi version of it, you know, <laughs> could be more toxic. Like <laughs> obsidian is different in Westeros yeah. <laughs> than it is in the real world, for example. So <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not something like this? Right. Like, uh, so yeah. I like, I like that idea a lot because the stones are, are, are hit by dragon fire and that would release elements and it could also have a magical element to it. So yeah, yeah, cool. I, I think, I think it's probably a combination of things like there's, and I, and I think, you know, like Martin, I, I think that's kind of the way he writes is like, there's, there's often like realistic reasons that can be ascribed to the, the way people are or the way things happen. But that doesn't mean that there's not also supernatural uh, you know, things happening at the same time that kind of, they all kind of like meld together and, 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 and make it just more than it would have been if it was just lead poisoning or like, I mean, and also that's, that's kind of, I mean, personally, that's why I love the way Martin writes and what he writes is because there's always realistic stuff that's included in, and, and we were, I, I was actually talking about this on a webcast the other night. Like it's just, it's I, I as much as I love Lord of the Rings, like Lord of the Rings is very, it's very just straight up like high fantasy. Like what Martin writes is like realistic, like it's high fantasy, but it's also dark and 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 realistic. And that combination of a real life thing that that we know about, and also just the additional like, well, obviously there is a supernatural curse, whatever you know, regardless of the reason for it, um, whether it's just Karen the Black being a dick or, uh, you know, something coming from, you know, the children of the forest, like, like prior to that, it, it, it's, it's more than one thing. And that's why his work is such a work of genius. Let's be real. Like with Danelle Lawson, maybe she really used magic, but this whole, she bathed in blood thing when she also has really red hair is just to me like, nah, some servants saw her dying her hair red yeah. and they're like, Oh my yeah. God, she's bathing in blood. And they're like, no, she's just dying her hair. She's and, 
I mean, we see how well, she's a woman in power, of, so you know. Yeah, yeah that does yeah, not well, help. It reminds me of what people say about Daenerys. They say that she bathes in blood and has sex with animals, and she's basically Elsa, she wolf of the of marine, because she apparently like has sex with men if they don't satisfy her. She cuts off their balls and stuff like that. Like it's it's <laughs> there is like a, a certain <laughs> level of like matrilineal. Well, better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta get that wop wop wop, okay? Um, <laughs> I will find a way to bring everything back to pussy eating. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in case anybody didn't realize, we are an eighteen plus convention. Which is- <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, sorry. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's fine. I think if people don't know that by now, then. Well, I talked about oral sex last time. I felt like I should bring it up at least. Yeah, yeah. Time. Um, <laughs> I got another fun example uh, is uh, the like the they they talk about burning ghosts is a thing that gets attributed to Harrenhal. But like, imagine how large the rooms are. Right. They talk about how huge the rooms are and so how like giant fireplaces. Like, think of the size of the shadows that get cast from those monster fires on those giant rooms. You're like, you can hold your little two fingers up and they're like Yeah, how many hundred feet tall? How many fireplaces? <laughs> the the Great Hall is like 35 or 36 fireplaces. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like I mean, I'm just thinking all of a hundred hearths, it says even if they're yeah. like tiny ones like my fire like my little gas fireplace my built-in gas fireplace at home is like from end to end it's maybe four feet uh yeah. so that's really big like yeah it's enormous and think of the echoes in that place like people talk about it as oh it's haunted but like you go hello and we like reverberate for like <laughs> like for 10 and, minutes and, and, <laughs> and at times like yeah like like at, at times like you know there's gonna be a ton of people right yeah. so like you, you're gonna hear things echoing from like if somebody's having like if you're in if everyone's like a giant freaking echo right and you're in like okay let's just come <laughs> like the living room and somebody's in the like the path bath of heron hall um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and they're talking the half bath about how they want to kill their husband because he left the toilet seat up again or whatever you're going to hear that in the, the living room of Heron hall like and it, that's basically what you're going to get like you know and, and so yeah it's gonna be a spooky place yeah but bottom line without anything else it's just a just a haunted house by itself well i mean and and we know from aria's time there of course like the 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 things that she asks Jack and for that, that he then makes happen one way or the other. Um, you know, they're attributed to the ghost of Harrenhal, but of course, we know that's not really what's happening. Um, do I do I believe I, I don't know? Do you guys believe there is a ghost of Harrenhal? Because, like, personally, I don't. I, 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 no. I do believe that it's cursed in a way, in, in one way or another, it is cursed, but uh, I don't think there's any actual ghost. Yeah, like a I, not like a Casper the of Harrenhal or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also like when in when in the series, um, you know, like like the ghost of of High Heart, or you know, like like we're these are never actually real ghosts. You know, yeah. we don't we don't see like like unformed like spirits in the series, unless I'm, I I could be misremembering, but I don't think we. Dude. Kyburn barely raises the concept, but it's not really he like it's not really it's not really the. 
it's kind of like vague. He says that one time he's like, I, I could smell this woman that I knew, like I knew she'd been in the room and like the seat was warm, but it's like, that's the closest we ever get. So it's extremely vague and that's as close as we get to it. So yeah. And, and he and wasn't I, talking I, about Harry Hall either. So. No. And, and also I feel, I feel like, um, you know, like well, the, the, I also feel like some of that could be the, the, the sort of magic that he has, that he immerses himself in. Could be, um yeah. that that not necessarily he's like seeing things or smelling things or whatever because of that but i i i feel like I, and and i again like we could i i could be proven wrong here like martin could write something into one of the next books or you know literally any one of the next books including fire the second part of fire and blood or whatever that proves otherwise but i i feel like he t tends to stay away from the idea of there being an actual like like ghostly spirit type situation. It's hard to imagine that adding to the story in any way. Like what, yeah. that would no. be kind of weird. Like what's, what's going to do with that? Yeah. Like again, it brings <laughs> me back to Lord of the Rings again, when Aragorn goes in and, 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 and gathers up the, the ghosts, um, you know, for the, for the final, the, the, the fight at, uh, Ministerium. Oh Gondor. It's, um, Ministerium. whatever. But yeah. 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 Minister. Thank you. Um, uh, like, like I, I just feel like there, there are, Martin draws so much from from other you know fantasy works, but like that is one thing that I feel like we can, at least to this point, we can be pretty sure of that there are no straight up like spirits haunting places. Um, so the 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 curse of Heron Hall has has nothing to do with ghosts or the so called ghost of Heron Hall. It is just because this place is a dark and awful place that has had just. Not very many. I mean, really, not very many good things happen. Like even the families Nothing that good happens it, at Harrod Hall. Like, even the families <laughs> that hold it. Nothing good happens at Harrod Hall. Even the stuff that like people try to romanticize and like the, among the fandom actually leads to a lot of bullshit. Like I know a lot. I know some people really hold the love story between Rhaegar and Lyanna close in their hearts, but um, actually, it's it, it was a bloodbath. Kind of a tragedy. It led to a bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of like, like whenever somebody ro romanticizes Romeo and Juliet, it's like, you know, yeah. they were like 13 and like six people died in like three days, right? Like this just is, and it's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> um, this is a little bit of an aside because it's not about Heron Hall specifically, but I like the question. Um, oh my gosh. I'm not going to read the Aikenhead. I'm going to call this person Aikenhead because uh, their their name is very long. Uh, what about uh, the Night Fort? the allegedly yeah. haunted castle of Westeros. Um, is it superstition? But that is a world where magic exists and there is a sentient weirwood door or weirwood tree yeah. door underneath. Um, so do we think that that, do, do we think that that proves that there might be like spirits in this world? Like I, I personally, I personally still think there's some sort of actual explanation for that, but I, I don't know. One thing I wanted to bring up was like, I know they kind of a little bit ish touched on it in the show. Like when Bran does like his flashbacks and like he's, he sees like his dad at the tower of joy and he says, dad. And he's like, what? Mm -hmm. So like maybe if we're going with the ghosts aren't real for this universe, maybe we do still have like that. Um, like the people in the weirwoods, who are like going back in time and seeing things. Maybe they are able to, maybe there are ghosts like because they're able to like whisper into with or like whisper into this 
scene or into different moments of time that make people go, oh, shit, that's a ghost. You know, I guess it might make sense that's an area where the, the three-eyed raven would be uh, looking in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think um, any area where Brendan Rivers could possibly be controlling what's going on, I think it's hard to say that there could any because because how long has you know how long has he been? And I know the night four is older than that, and also there. But is it ghosts or is it wipes? You know what I mean? Like people yeah. froze. I don't know. There, there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack about the night four that I think is an entirely different like discussion of its own. Um, and I, I I still don't necessarily believe that it's a straight up like ghost story though. You know. Mm-hmm. So here's another funny thing to consider as far as what's coming that 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 is not unlikely. Uh, and it will add another dimension to the notion of a curse is okay. So we have the notion of Tyrion killing Tywin, right? Um, so that's a, a son killing a father. If uh, we talked about who is still left from the people that held Harrenhal and Roose Bolton was one of them. Well, who is probably going to kill Roose Bolton? His son. So that's, that would be two cases of very recently where the son kills the father and the father Good. held Harrenhal. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll see about that. On anybody humiliating, murdering, torturing, doing or embarrassing Tywin. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing the God's work. Tywin was a military genius. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I will be completely honest. The only I don't thing- love I don't love Tywin, but also like we gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta respect, you gotta respect the game, y'all. It's like Tom Brady. No, I don't. I, I, did, I, did, I did an entire panel with Aziz. Aziz, you were there where I tore into Tywin's legacy. Like, like, like that giant, what, like, a, like, you remember in Labyrinth where there was that giant cutting machine that goes through the, like, that's what I did to Tywin's legacy. I tore it the fuck up. Dude is quite a hypocrite. I will be completely honest. <laughs> The only thing I want in life is to have Jamie and Cersei be Ares's kids. <laughs> fuck over Tywin. That is all I want. Well, <laughs> then we would hard. have a like, third father. I know, father, I know it makes no sense. Father. I know yeah. the timelines don't match up, but that is literally all I want in life right now. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense anymore. That any more than Tyrion being a super Targaryen <laughs> makes sense, which it doesn't, by the way. <laughs> Damn, shots fired. Sorry, I, keep, <laughs> I, 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 I keep I keep coughing. Valerian like, steel bullets. I don't have COVID over here. Um, what I really like to see is um, Sansa possibly Harvard because she is a went and she's also Peter Baelish's daughter now. That would be fucking awesome if she harvests what she can from Harrenhal and marches north with like marches north with what she could glean from there. That'd be pretty fucking awesome. You guys remember the Sandor quote? Uh, okay, the line uh, where he's talking to he's where they're right before they have the the fight at the end of the crossroads, Arya and Sandor versus Polliver and them. They're talking yeah. about they're trading news before that, and the quote is, "The Northern Girl, Winterfell's daughter. We heard she killed the yeah. king with a spell, and afterward changed into a wolf with big leather wings like a bat." Well, there you go. The went sigil is a bat, and of course, wolf. Yeah. She's a she's a Stark, so that's pretty yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> great if that were actually happened yeah <laughs> i know um i know for inktober this year sanrixian actually did a uh an artwork of that and it was really really neat it was oh, really yeah. pretty yeah. that's so cool yeah. shout <laughs> out to mallory movie. she's adorable and i love her 
<laughs> yes, we, we all stand, Mallory. <laughs> oh, oh, while while we're at it, another quote here. This is this is a reference to what Kevin said. Um, Jamie has that quote where he thinks. Uh, God, I hate, hang on. Uh, I had it here a second ago. Um, God, but I hate this bloody castle. Heron Hall had seen more horror in its 300 years than Castle Rock had witnessed in 3,000. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even he knows. <laughs> Jamie, yeah, three apiece yeah. to first. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I love Jamie so much. He's not the brightest bulb in a four pack, <laughs> or two pack. He's trying his hardest. He's doing his best. <laughs> That's all no, I can ask. <laughs> I, I did highlight this comment a moment ago um, from Isabel saying, uh, you know, through Sansa's went Heron and she can be seen as a rival for Heron Hall, uh, which realist, you know, mm -hmm. right now. Um, and then uh, Chloe, Eliza, Chloe Eliza, not, not Chloe from Ice and Fire, kind of Chloe. Like our, our small council member and not her. <laughs> Chloe Eliza said, uh, same with Arya too, which makes her time in Heron Hall like all that more interesting. Now, do I mean, I, I don't know if I want, my God, do we want a Stark to ever have any sort of like hold on Heron Hall? Because I feel like they're, well, they are cursed what enough. If, <laughs> what, if, what if they, what if the curse is ended? That's my thing. Although, what if although, the curse is ended? All the walls just turn green instead. I'm like, okay, hmm, looks better now. <laughs> what? No, no, but like I brought up, I think King's Landing needs to be destroyed. If King's Landing is destroyed, the curse of Harrenhal may be alleviated. What if at the end of this, at the end of the series, and because I know it's been proposed several times, like who ends up on what thrones? Um, yeah. With Sansa yeah, ending that's up. That's the point, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and with Sansa like ending up on the throne of the North, and obviously it everyone said for ages that obviously she has a claim to the Riverlands and also a potential claim to um, the Eerie. Mm -hmm. If she takes over all of that, would she, would she rule from Winterfell or would maybe she would rule from Harrenhal? She could rule basically restore Rob's kingdom. I mean, if Rob's kingdom was yeah. North and Riverlands yeah. and with the Harrenhal, that, you're right. That's a great way to pass I've played that. many games of CK2 where I've done exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> And the and the veil, and then eventually beyond the wall as well. If you, <laughs> you got to keep going advice. somewhere, you can't just stop there. Yeah, yeah. If you, no, no, no. If you get the ruin, free advice for CK two players. Get the Winter's Ruin sub mod, and you can settle. Um, you can settle the lands north of the wall. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. free advice. I can't wait to make this you. mod for CK three. <laughs> yeah. One day. I wonder how they're gonna do that though. It's gonna be a lot more complicated. Uh, CK three's got a pretty good map maker, but um. The uh, the point I want to get uh, the one thing I want to ask is who who would have that we currently know is alive right now just the the willpower and the sheer hubris to try and rebuild Harrenhal. Ooh, rebuilding it. You know what? I, I think, think Arya could do it. Well, probably. I mean, if it's in if it's one theory out there that I think has some merit is the idea that it will be. Uh, a, la a place where humanity gathers if the others have advanced really far south, especially if you take Daenerys's vision of, you know, uh, melting an army of ice on the trident or whatever. So Harrenhal's right there. Um, it's big enough for like everybody to pack in there. Um, so if something like that happens, then, well, that's uh, a kind of a thematic or climactic situation, I suppose. 
And you get uh, also if we think about the foreshadowing potential from a place like uh, the Dance of the Dragons, where Aemond and Damon fight uh, over where the D belongs, over the God's eye there. And uh, the two dragons die right there. So there's just lots of things pointing to Hall being important uh, in the historical foreshadowing and in the foreshadowing in the books. It's like the number four most visited location. Like we have Winterfell, we have King's Landing, we have the Wall. And the next would be Hall. Like that's the place we've seen yeah. the most, you know, besides those top yeah. three. King, yeah, King's Landing, Winterfell, the Wall, and then Hall's next. <laughs> I never thought about that. Like I never realized how much time we've actually spent at Hall. Yeah, almost like a ton so of different POVs time. have been there and all that. Yeah. Like I've knew about all the POVs that have been there. Like I know all the chapters and stuff, but it wasn't until you're like, yeah, it's like number four. And I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that the Riverlands are so important. I feel like a lot of times people like to discount the Riverlands for some reason, even though what, like 30% of the, at least 30% of the freaking series occurs yeah. in the Riverlands. Some totally in right. the Riverlands. Um, and like a bunch of the POV characters are Tully's by blood, if not in name. So like all the Stark kids are are half Tully, um, and also Quarter Went, um, as we've discussed. Um, you know, and we've and we've got Catelyn, of course. Like it's um, the Riverlands are just this huge battleground for everything, and that's why like I brought up like how Heron Hall is in addition to being a black mirror for like King's Landing and the Red Keep is also like the microcosm of the Riverlands. Um, so yeah, like it's it's so important and it's so like vital to everything. Also, it's where so much stuff began too, not just in terms of like the main conflict, but like a lot of the inciting incidents. It's where you know Robert's Rebellion happened. It's you know it, it's vital. It's where they had the uh, it's where they had the Great Council after. Yeah. Yeah, the Great yeah. Council. Yeah, it's true, and that's going to be like there's a decent chance it's. Like Great Council again. is one of the huge things that is foreshadowed in history that hasn't happened yet. We saw it at the end of the show. So it's like, yeah, there's probably going to yeah. be a Great Council. Yeah, yeah, and at the end of the show. The it was like the mini council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll the be great. greater probably in uh, the book. The, the great. <laughs> yeah, sit down, Uncle. The, it, it'll, be, it'll be great in the way the wonderful Wizard of Oz was a wonderful wizard. Okay. And if King's Landing is more thoroughly destroyed in the books, then Aaron Hall would be like a decent spot to do that again. So, yeah, like you're yeah. right. There's and so it, many events set up there the tournament, the. The yeah, the night of the laughing tree incident, like yeah, it's, it's so rich. And literally, nothing good ever comes of these things. <laughs> literally, yeah. nothing. Like, like nothing. can you name one good thing that came from Heron Hall? <laughs> no, that's and that's really important, right? Like the percept, like what we talk about whether the curse is real or not, but like Westeros thinks there's a curse, and that's that has power in it of itself. That belief that that power of belief that everyone pretty much thinks of it is in that light means it's somewhat true even if it's not literally true just the belief power of belief makes it that strong i mean I, i'll be honest like personally ghost ghost or no ghost and again i don't think there's a ghost situation going on i do think there is a curse because i while i i, I agree that the power of like the power of just everybody believing that it is cursed is one thing. There are things that happen there that like, it is just, it is, I, I don't know. Like there's no way, there's no way really to describe it other than that. It's, it's, it, it has to be cursed. It has to be like, like some things that happen are kind of obvious. Like, honestly, like 
everything that happened with like Vargo Ho and, and, and whatever, like, like the things that have, most of the things actually that have happened in like the recent books, that's one thing, but it's like, even the family that held it the longest came to ruin, you know, like, and, and, and again, like the, 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 the tournaments that have been held there led to nothing but bad things. So I, I just feel like, yeah, the, the, the curse itself has to be a real thing why it came about or exactly when it came about is contestable, I suppose. But um, I, I do think that, you know, this is still a fantasy world and, and things like, like curses do still kind of exist, I guess, in my opinion. Um, one, one thing I wanted to add to the, the conversation a little bit earlier about um, anything that, anything good that might've came out of Harrenhal Um <laughs> Might be a bit roundabout, but I, I think you could argue that like the destruction of Harrenhal was really the moment that the Targaryen dynasty really gained the kind of legitimacy necessary for them to really turn Westeros from a collection of warring kingdoms into an actual empire, more or less, or overlord king, high kingdom, whatever you whatever you want to call it. Um, of course, that's 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 arguable, but it definitely it definitely did. I probably on the whole make Westeros far, far, far more stable and lot, having a lot less bloodshed. I, I like our a thesis we're developing here, which is something that I have real, I'm looking at an old essay I wrote a long time ago, I realized is my conclusion that Harrenhal is the curse, not whether the question isn't necessarily, is it curse? It's cursed yes, in yes. that it, it, it is a curse on, on Westeros. Like, the, as you said, nothing good has come from it. It's not necessarily what happens there. It's the things that it spreads everywhere else too. And of course, and the things that happen there, like another really minor example. I don't think we can pin it on this, but like Brienne has had some pretty bad luck in her quest. And what shield is she carrying around? A loft and shield painted over. So like, even that's, that's like true. not necessarily a literal curse, but it's like a, everything <laughs> everything ties with the everything everything it touches is bad <laughs> everything it touches it's like it's the anti-midas touch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's the windowless man of westeros everywhere it goes <laughs> <laughs> it's driving around like i'm heronhaw i can give you candy look at all this candy i have all this land it's very fertile but also <laughs> I'm but also, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Littlefinger is uh, the Lord of Harrenhal now, and he is the driver of the windowless van of Westeros. He is. Captain he invented the windowless van of Westeros. Like <laughs> he, no, he, he was like, listen, guys, we have to fuck it up. The show. <laughs> That's how he gets everywhere during the show. He can go wherever the hell he wants uh, at yeah, any point. With a jetpack on. It's, it's yeah, not yeah, the TARDIS. It's a windowless of, van. <laughs> it's a windowless TARDIS. The windowless TARDIS van. Oh my god. Stop, it's a van painted like the TARDIS, you know, to make, to trick people into thinking it's fine. Yeah. No, I know, I'm just imagining the Tenth Doctor driving around in the windowless van trying to pick all of his companions. I'm sorry, you guys, I've got very little sleep this week. I'm giddy right now. I think it's, I think it's improving things. <laughs> it's making it a lot more interesting. I mean, honestly, I like, I, I, I love, I love like, like just continually evolving these stupid fandom things that we come up with. So I don't want to actually stupid. They're not stupid. We're all stupid. They're just fun people. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God. 
I want to, I want to highlight this comment from John Hagee, but I'm just not going to, cause it's super, no, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> the Biden. Okay, that is true though. Um, nice. that is it in like mythology. That is true. The, the two pronged fork is the sign of Hades and the three pronged fork is the sign of Poseidon. Okay, cool. Right. Um, um and, and, and I, I mean, I guess like, is a bike. <laughs> so, uh, like, read read a book. He is okay. So, let's be real here. None of the gods are straight. All them fuckers are gay. No, Hades, oh, yeah. Hades I'm pretty sure was actually straight because he never cheated. Aggressively straight. Aggressively straight. Zeus is Zeus is probably aggressively straight. Yeah. Um, uh, Zeus gets that. Even when there isn't a WAP, he'll raid on the latest WAP with a shower of gold, and then it becomes a WAP. So Lonely Cat says hair and all towers look like melted black candles, which reminds them of glass candles and magic. Good yeah. Which is an interesting, which is a very interesting thought, especially of what we, you know, with what we know about <laughs> the, the black glass candles in um, Citadel. Yeah, the idea that they're they're made of obsidian, they're frozen fire, and the fires mysteriously appear in these towers, and people are turned burned to a crisp. Yeah, there's some thematic crossover there for sure. Um, I did want to so say we, shout out to uh, Isabel in the chat because she's like laying down a bunch of really interesting facts. Like yes. Wentz, oh, yeah, IRL is turning. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> like shout out to you. Really um, great, interesting so things happening. We've got about like ten minutes left or so because um, I like oh, to keep yeah. I like to keep these panels at about an hour, give or take, like ten minutes, honestly. Um, but so do we have any last uh thoughts on 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 the curse itself like like or i don't know whatever we should it be called something else you know like i don't even know <laughs> at this point well like, uh, the windowless van of westeros <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we build a little more on this whole like it is the curse itself or it is a curse if not the biggest curse then we kind of summarize all the things that uh, make it that by focusing on the things that westeros considers the worst does it does it uh reflect or inspire or or uh, include kinslaying absolutely we've discussed that and there's more examples of that does it involve cannibalism definitely <laughs> does, uh, does it involve uh, treason uh, again absolutely there's all sorts of flipping and and back and mm -hmm. forths and and does it involve like black magic as well dark magic yep so uh does it involve hair care yes <laughs> does, it, does involve it involve strong sexism? powerful women yes <laughs> yes it actually does there's actually a thread of women ruling in hair hall too mm, yep. yeah it's it's Got everything. It. So it's like George packed all the like dark themes in it in there, like kinslaying, okay. tragedy, curses, like all of it. So yeah, like authorially, we've we're on a the pattern is pretty strong here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it there there is some sort of curse. And I like I said, I don't I don't believe that it is just because the people of Westeros believe that it is cursed. I believe there is something going on there beyond just, oh, well, people believe it's cursed, so 
bad things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, bad things not. literally just happen there. Um, yeah. So I, 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 as much as we can kind of shove aside the like ghost of Hall idea, the idea of it being cursed is, and 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 I like I. To be honest, I, I don't know if I'd ever really thought about the fact that it might have been cursed prior to, um, you know, a whore in the black, like, like kind of just tearing down the land around it to like, like I, I didn't really think that might be where the curse came from, I guess. Uh, but that makes, I, and, and that's part of, like, honestly, that's probably part of the reason of why that is because I read like World of Ice and Fire once and it's not really a book you like reread over and over again. But um, Yeah, it's not yeah. I'll be completely honest, I read it in the wiki page. <laughs> I was like, let's get some I'm like, let's get some quick info real real fast here. And I'm like, oh wait, I, 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 like, about I that. like using I like using the wiki as a reference. Um, to be Same. honest, I do. I do too, it, except for the time that I read it uh i was looking up something like very basic about catelyn stark um about two-thirds of the way through storm of swords and read about the red wedding like <laughs> oh. two chapters before i read the actual red wedding so oh no <laughs> uh lonely cat is asking are the beams made of weirwood i honestly don't remember that yes. yeah yeah yes the beams and like the supports inside the castle itself were made of weirwood yeah and that's not good by the way because a lot of weirwood. You, fuck, you kill the weirwood you mess with the old gods and the old gods will mess back with you Ooh. um one thing i did want to bring up is like um Obviously, like all the destruction and stuff that happened, just even leading up to them building uh, this massive castle, the land remembers. Even if the people don't, the land always remembers. And like going like real world here, like if you go to like certain places where like horrible stuff happens, you can feel it. Like it obviously, like it it could have happened like 120 years ago, or could have happened yesterday. Like you can feel it. There's like a definite change when you're walking through like a battleground. So even if there isn't like a curse that's actively affecting it, if you're walking there and you're walking through Hall, I feel like you are still feeling that after effect of the land being like, this is what happened. If you don't want to remember it, we will. Well, and that kind of brings it back to what Kevin was talking about with um, the the lead poisoning. I guess that was less about maybe the land, but like it, it it brings it back to like what is built into like the walls of this castle, and um, just the fact that <laughs> it, it, it it yeah, it's poison. It's poison. You, you so maybe instead of saying it's cursed, it should be just described as being poison. Like, yeah. is there is there a supernatural curse? Very possibly because of the destruction of the weirwoods that it costs to build it. But also, even if it wasn't supernaturally cursed, it's definitely poison in more more ways than one. We should have had Isabel on this panel, by the way, because Isabel. I know, right? Yeah, she's. I don't know if I know Isabel, but like, I agree. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up. Yeah, um, add us uh, at Ice and Firecon on yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
every That's pretty much everything. So, <laughs> okay. So like any, like we don't have to wrap up right in an hour, but like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of done with what I have to say, uh, one by one. Do you guys have any last thoughts, Elena? Um, I don't really have anything else to add on. I kind of like laid down my, my theories, my, my interesting random facts. Um, I was going to ask if anybody in the chat had any questions to go ahead and like throw them out there so we can kind of do like this for the wrap up because we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, any last thoughts? Um, well, uh, I had uh, like a really, another really funny joke about a metaphor for hair and hell, but now I forgot what it was. So I'm just going to have that off. Maybe I'll announce it on Twitter. So just follow me on Twitter. All right, Kevin. Uh, I leave on this thought. Um, Heron Hall was really built by a horrible person. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say something really. I thought you were gonna say something really like just stupid and joking right there. I was like waiting. I was I was waiting. I was waiting for like a dumb joke, and I was like, oh, well, it was he did a low key. <laughs> it. it was a low key pun. I was waiting for something bigger, like more explosive. All right. Um, Aziz, this way. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we did a, get a good job of parsing the different ways to think about the curse, whether supernatural, whether perceptional, whether uh, thematic slash symbolic. And I think those are good ways to think about it. And going forward, when we read about Heron Hall more, we have a great idea of what to be aware of and what uh, possibilities there are. And that is really fun to, to know going into the winds of winter that when you, we encounter Heron Hall, we'll be ready with our thoughts. And that's fun. It's good to be good to have it all down. Yeah. I, I do love the idea of, um, it being a sort of one, one of the places where they make some sort of stand or last stand. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, honestly, because, you know. It may not go well. Yeah, yeah it may not go <laughs> well. There's, there's a lot of destruction between the wall and Heron Hall then. Yeah, yeah. It'll look yeah. real ugly. The implication is pretty. But for all we know, like like the 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 Isle of, what is it, the Isle of Faces and the God's Eye, like, like yeah. that th there could be like some sort of rallying to the cause, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. fingers crossed, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much I want anybody to rally around here. <laughs> we just got to have Ari enough time to jump from the sky. It's like rallying around the Red Sox before they broke that curse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to end this because we're right a little over an hour. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and for all of your lovely comments and input. And thank you guys for joining so much. Um, we will, you know, maybe do some virtual content. Uh, definitely not for the rest of this year. No offense. But, uh, um, you know, leading up to ice and fire con 2021 so like, support them on, like support them like by yeah way. yeah F finger fingers crossed uh wear masks wash your hands use hand sanitizer stay safe social distance etc 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 um and don't get cursed yeah don't, don't get, get cursed. cursed don't, don't get blood into your mortar <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you everybody for joining good night y'all thanks bye, bye guys everybody. bye
Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out my website, ageeksaga.com, or consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash ageeksaga.